Hey everyone, this is Tyler of Smash and Grab Comics, sitting here with my buddy, the Beard of Comics. You know, not too long ago, I was the Beard of Comics when I had that huge bush under my chin. You did have a giant bush. Well, when you started growing your... <laughs> your we, we, won't, we won't take that out of concept, we, content. I'm just going to go right over that. When you, <laughs> when you started growing your beard, I'm like, you know, i got to change it up. We couldn't look like twins. No. no I'm just kidding. I just, I, got a, I just got a trim. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I just... I need. I had grown my beard for like three years, and it was insane. Mine was only a year. Yeah, only a year. So we are sitting here with Doug Mankey. Uh, it is the night of Detective Comics 1000 release. It has been a great night. Probably, how many signatures do you think you've done, Doug? Oh, this evening, uh, I think 6,728. <laughs> it feels like it. I've been sitting here with you, watching you draw. You, you've been so gracious with the. Uh, with the um, customers that have come in and have wanted different uh, drawings on the blank covers, and you've done everything from the Arkham Knight to Batman. I just saw you do a Penguin that was awesome, Scarecrow. I mean, that aside, I mean, the, one of the biggest things I want to touch on is how does it feel, I think, for you to kind of um, do a launch of this big book, uh, kind of grassroots style, and come back to a local comic shop? in a smaller town rather than doing it at a bigger how does that feel to do it do it at a smaller scale and then just go straight to a bigger scale one you know and launch uh, just really nice people here you know yeah rainbow is as good as any place to go and hang out and sign books and last time i was here people were great and why not follow up and just try to give people more who are you know really enjoyable the first time well and that's what i think is like really great about what you're doing is doing it that way and these people these people appreciate it so much like you have no idea from months and months you know after you've gone people just still continue to talk about that that day and what they got and even just a signature and spending time with you they really just love you and uh your personality oh, and, and no seriously yes. i mean i know you probably hear it a lot but not from from us you know in yeah. terms of what you do like events like this really really um kick this off into a whole different level than than you even know about so i i could say that um i mean i've always operated with the idea that i, I don't have a job doing this right unless fans are interested in the characters that i'm working on i mean granted you know you have how many years of batman 80, 80? yeah you know I mean that's huge and you have you have you have had so many people who have come and gone and contributed to you know the Batman collected work and you know here I'm on detective and I get to do a little bit I also you know I did Batman years ago um but but the reality is none of us have anything to do unless people are buying unless people buy it and they, they they you know they care about the character and I always take it very seriously personally you know like I want to handle what these people enjoy to the to the best of my ability. I want to give them something good, something memorable, um, so that when they look back, you know, it was it was something that they really enjoyed. Last time you were here and you did the signings, um, I think it was way more people there, and you sat and chatted with and signed every last thing in front of you, and I thought it was so gracious of you. And when I finally got up in line, I was like, you know, he's been talking the whole time. And so I, you're like, hey, hey, what's your name? And I told you my name, and you signed it, and you were looking at me like, should we, do you want to talk? And I'm like, that's good. I just, <laughs> I felt, I felt bad for you. I just, just like. Yeah, and I was like, oh, man, he just. Dude just wasn't resonating with me. He must have just think I was an asshole. No, I no, I just wanted a signature. No, um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, Detective Comics aside, you've been wearing a Jeet Kune Do t-shirt. Bruce Lee. Yeah. 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 And John and I are huge martial arts fan. I I was gonna show you this photo just sure. as proof. I am a third degree black belt in Taekwondo, and um, so uh, yeah. So when I see anybody interested in martial arts at all and i know you you do uh weightlifting competitions yep and uh so do you have an interest in martial arts um i spent yeah actually when i was a it goes back to being a kid um i lived in i lived in prairie village kansas at the time and the ymca was just a few blocks away right and uh there was a, a guy named larry collins who taught pylum gung fu there and that's that's basically what I got got my start at that point. Right. Um, I was all about yeah. martial arts. Yeah. And I actually had this 
covered Bruce Lee basically as he died. Yeah. You know, and it was um, just a huge part of my life. I, I, most of my time was spent training, yeah. honestly, to tell you the truth. And I grew up, uh, you know, uh, a free range kid. Yep. Got in a lot of situations that, you Me know, too. I, I spent a lot of time you know, avoiding or uh, unfortunately not avoiding bullies. I just hated bullies. I, I know. just I, hated I spent them. my whole childhood getting, being the one, always getting the black guy or my hat stolen or, you know, yeah. what else, you know, and my mom would just got sick of it. So she put me in Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> At least your mom had it. Yeah, I mean, my family, you know, I, I, um, I don't know, when I was uh, about in between fifth and sixth grade, all right, I went from, you know, average kid, and all of a sudden I was the, uh, I just grew, all right? right, all of a sudden, you know, so I was like a man walking amongst children, basically, I had a deep voice by the time I was in sixth grade, and I just grew muscles and other parts of my body and all that shit, mm -hmm. and, um, but I'd always, like, even when I was a little kid, you know, I used to, in the comics, you know, they had uh, the dynamic tension, uh, Charles Atlas. Yes. I remember in third grade having my mom send away for that because I was being bullied really badly. I mean, I had a great childhood. Don't get me yeah. wrong, but bullying yeah. is just a part when you're out there in the world. That sounds so familiar gonna, to how I grew up. You encounter bullies. Yeah. You, and I was everywhere you go. It's yeah. the constant. I've been reading comics since I was five or six, and you know, full life just includes getting your ass handed to you every once in a while by guys who are assholes. Yeah. And um, I just. Loved, I hated bullies, and I liked the idea of superheroes. Yeah. And so, really, I mean, the first thought I had when I started reading comics was, I want to be a superhero. Yeah. And, but, you know, over time, the the way that you, I suppose, handle that is you gravitate towards stuff that would make you capable of handling Yendling situations. Yourself, yeah. And um, I, so I started martial arts, I think, in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was fifth grade. I can't remember. And um, just had a blast doing it. I was telling my kids the other day uh, how uh, we used to get, I used to get out of school to go do demonstrations all around the, you know, like the Johnson County area or Kansas City, where, wherever my, you know, my instructor decided we were, had yeah. the opportunity and yep. talk about how many times we, we never really planned a whole lot of this stuff. And no, like, you just, oh, how many you times just you it. just, you just tell me, Hey, we're going to do this. I think yep. how many times I almost broke my, his fingers. My and, instructor does tell me, I don't know how many times he's about ripped my hand off showing some kind of, um, you know, jujitsu move or something like that, you know, busted your wrist. Yeah. I, this wrist has been broken three times. <laughs> oh, so God. not bad, not bad at all. Well, interesting. I mean, I had a buddy of mine. His name's Russ Beardall, right? Mm -hmm. We used to. He was a year or two older than me, and we did this. You know, we did stuff together. At, uh, he, I met him at at the school. Sure. You know? So, uh, I was telling the story the other day about how we went to um, we went to a demo, and he decided he was gonna you know break a patio block with his head. Now he's never done it. And it's interesting how like you know your instructor can right talk you in and just tell you yeah you can do this you can do well, it i don't think larry was really trying to suggest that he could do it i think russ wanted to and larry probably was thinking well maybe we shouldn't probably be using your head but there's no stopping russ so he set it up he's incredibly ceremoniously done you know he's like smoothing it out and getting all psyched up <laughs> big he, deep breath yep, and just yep, <laughs> brought that head down bam, bam. Just bounced off of the block. Oh, no. And you, you could see him, like, reeling back and forth. And, and you see him, like, shake it off like a dog and, like, <laughs> set himself and just smash it. And he had the biggest knot on his head. Of That's course, he's, I, I don't think he ever did that again no, after that. No, no. I suppose But it's not. interesting, you know, when you're, when you're, you know, sixth, seventh grade and you realize that you can smash your hands through, you know, patio blocks. It's, yep. it's really pretty fun. And it's fun. Yeah, I do that for demonstrations um, when we do. Yeah. Uh, John laughs. Totally. But my hometown, Laverne, Minnesota, just across the border. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we have hot dog day or hot dog hot night dog nights. and it's our, it's our town celebration kind of thing. Anyway. So we do a Taekwondo demonstration and I always yep. set up a brick breaking demo because it looks really impressive, but looks. it's really, you know, I mean, it's con you know concrete patio it. blocks are, are fun to break because they just go everywhere. You know, they crumble, crumble. right. It's a, it's, a, it's a very showmanshipy thing. I mean, it, it yep. looks awesome. It's flashy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, you learn once, once you break one, you realize, Oh, it's, of course, not, I haven't done any this do. stuff in years, yeah. but I, I think I could be, well, I don't know if I would actually want to risk my hand at <laughs> yeah. this point. That's your livelihood. Well, I'd that's the thing, story. you know. Um, Elbow I, maybe, not hand. Well, I'm just starting to now get back into wanting to compete. So, yeah. of course, i got to drop 25, 30 pounds and yeah. just start running, get my cardio back up. Because I haven't competed in 2011, so about eight years now. 
Yeah. I, you know, I took some kids to a tournament recently to um, um, coach them, and I think you thought I was going to get my butt kicked when I said, yeah, I'm going to the over in T recently. Do you remember But last year? No. Oh, anyway. I don't think that was me. I believe it you. was you because You're a third degree black belt. because we were doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. we'll let you get back to uh, drawing. Um, I know you want to get out of here. No, no, no. Let's to... talk about this some more. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> no, it's uh, really fun. So, I... so tell me the story. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I brought these uh, bunch of kids over to the tournament, and I think John thought I was going there to to compete, so he was giving me a hard time when we when I came back. And I think I you... thought you were you were competing against children. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You're gonna wipe the floor with them. That's, uh, that's not fair. No, I I kick like it's like a baseball bat when it hits you. It's yeah. We, we put on these um, devices that measure the impact. We put them on our chest protectors, and, sure. we, and then we kick each other just to see yeah. what the – Yeah, what, how many foot-pounds of pressure hit, yeah. you know. And with me, when I did a spin sidekick, it would be like getting hit by a car going 35 miles an hour. It's nuts. When you put the science behind it, the sports yeah. science is really cool. Like yeah. when you break it down, yeah. it's and, amazing. And it was a lot of fun just to see what, how hard we could get. Go to the roundhouse coming. kick or something, you know? Yeah. That's intense. Yeah, I don't think they added that when I was young. No, no, no. This was just a couple of years ago. Because yeah. um, now when you fight, they've, they've got this this uh, system called the Dado system. And so they're electronic scoring. You yeah. wear it in your hands and your feet. So anytime anyone comes close, it scores a point so you don't have to, like, wail on the oh, guy. Oh, that's so simple now huh? it is it is i mean you score a point by touching instead of yeah. instead of just clobbering the guy it's contact now yeah and you don't even have to make the contact it's an electrical sensor i mean yes. it just gets close and then yeah the big tournaments where they can afford that kind of system yeah that's what yeah. it is but little ones like over in t south dakota that's still it's still full contact you know it's four points for hitting the head you know it's all the referees who can see it you know how hard it is because in we have to, especially when we go down to Ames, and I have to referee in Korean, you know, and oh, give yeah. and give different Korean commands because yeah. you know that's where Taekwondo comes from and it builds from the tradition, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So no, I um, that is very, very interesting stuff. I never competed. I never, no? you know, um, good thing I never did because probably get my ass kicked, especially now. Well, yeah. And now, I mean, when it when I, so I I did martial arts for years. Yeah. All right. And I continued to train on my own even after I left Kansas City. And yeah. Never really found a school. Really wasn't looking for one. Just just enjoyed training. And uh, but I discovered weightlifting when I was 17 years old. Sure. And then one started taking over more and more. You know, until yep. like you know, I mean, I'm very good at lifting weights. All right. Yep. I'm very explosive and powerful. And people often say, "Boy." You know, you could probably kick my ass. I says, no, you just got to keep, keep me busy for like three minutes and I'll sit down because I don't yep. have any stamina. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, I don't have, maybe I don't if have I cardio. Could a, I can, yeah. Maybe if I could get a hold of you, I might be able to do something. But don't think for a second that I'm like in fighting condition. No. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, martial arts, too, and weightlifting, it's very different because totally one, one doesn't really go hand in hand with the other. I don't no, think you no, can No, they be... don't have much. In fact, that's probably why I didn't. I've weight. gotten too used to being a teacher because um, when I teach kids um, self-defense and Taekwondo yeah. in general, like I can do, you know, I can demo for them and do all the stuff that I used to be able to do. But if I was going to go um, for full black belt time yeah. rounds like we do, I'd be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at a Bruce Lee, you know, that's kind of how with this all where we're all spinning from. Yeah. Uh, he was all absolute lean muscle and lean like it wasn't a power lifter really you no. watch his one inch punch video yes, right it's amazing oh it's all it's all physics you know i know i know he did lift weights some did, it yeah, came yeah. about later in life um but it's i don't know i mean he was like the first like cinematic superhero right. type oh, dude without him i don't think there'd be a lot of the stuff that I love today. watching that video, like his philosophies too. Watching this video uh, interview of him once talking about how you need to be like a river, right? Flow and yeah. change. Like water, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like well, let me tell you, you guys got time? We do. Yeah. We got all night. All right. I got all night. <laughs> so here was, so I'll tell you a couple of things. Um, so, yeah, you know, you. Entered the Dragon had already come and gone out of, out of the theater when I just discovered Bruce Lee. All right. You know, he's dead. Here's my hero. All of a sudden my hero's dead. What the hell? You know, but I still uh, like Shang Chi Master Kung Fu. Paul Galassi, you know, started using as he progressed more and more Bruce Lee stills. I think basically as references. So after a while, you're just like, yeah, this is basically reading a Bruce Lee comic book. You know, I was just amazed. It's fun. But the idea of Enter the Dragon was something out there. You know, there was no video yet, no nothing. But I still would look in the paper every weekend 
you know, uh, and to see if there was, if, see if the movie was playing. And it came back around eventually. Um, and it was playing in like a limited time, somewhere down in Kansas City, Missouri, all right? And I'm from Johnson County, Kansas. And so I think maybe it's like my 12th birthday or something. Um, my, uh, you know, so I see it. It's like, Mom! I mean, I just about like had that. About just flew, flew like, out of your pants. Had a heart attack that Henry the go. Dragon was there. And so I, I took, took several friends um, for my birthday. For my birthday, we went down there. And, of course... You know, back in those days, I don't know how much people were paying attention. Like my mother, you know, um, she didn't really look at the R rating, probably. That movie film. has a lot of content, other, some, than, other than Bruce well, Lee kicking dudes' more, asses. Sure, there was sure. more than I was a, I mean, my dad took me to see films all the time, but generally he did the slap his hand over my eyes if there's something <laughs> I wasn't supposed to see, which was kind of debatable at its success level. But at least he was trying. And so I'm a little kid, and we're bringing other little kids. And I remember we walked up to, you know, to the, to the ticket door and it's actually outside of the theater at that point and she's going I, I'm, I'm paying to let these boys come in and see the movie the guy goes no lady you got to buy a ticket you know it's already film you got to sit with them and she's like oh, okay so she my mother who would never ever <laughs> oh no 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 you know she doesn't stay for it the truth is she gets a ticket and she goes in with me and there's uh there's there's a, you know this is down in uh you know Kansas City Missouri and it's I think it was like maybe I don't know you know, half a dozen, maybe more, uh, you know, black gentlemen who are just cooling it, you know, in the theater for that day. And so there we are. It's three little, you know, I think there's five little white kids and a handful of black dudes. And uh, my mother, <laughs> she, you know, she left and left us there because right. she just didn't want to watch. She's not a martial arts yeah, person. Yeah, she's not into it. Well, the first one was a Jim Kelly movie, Hot Potato, okay. all right, which was cool. You know, we just, like, love this whole thing, but, of course, we're waiting for Bruce Lee. And then it was like, yeah, I don't know. It was like, like heaven opened up, and and here we are watching Enter the Dragon, and we just like, it was the most fun time because there was just no stopping us. We could yell at the screen. We had the time of our life. Yeah. Us, this, the other this, guys were having fun too. Oh yeah, guys. everybody just loved it. It's like way to go, Bruce! Kick their ass! You know all this shit. <laughs> we're just screaming at the That's at the theater awesome. or at the in the theater, and um, of course there was a little, you know, it's Anna Capri's moments, you know, a little nakedness going on there. Yes, indeed. And yep. and I and I, I I'm sure us boys were going like, "Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's different than our daily life in yep. you know sixth grade." But then it's like, <laughs> "More Bruce Lee! Give us the Bruce Lee!" Yeah, you know? I hear about the lady. Get past no, it. I just want to see Bruce. It was this most magnificent ass kicking stuff, and uh, especially my, I would say my favorite of all, like every martial arts movie I've seen is when he takes apart O'Hare and kills him, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's that, an that amazing scene, scene. Like, those first two, you know, uh, punches, you yeah. know, like, it's just like, that is what it's all about. Yes. You know, it's just so intense and how they built up. And and I'm not lying. I watched it. I was so keyed up to see this movie. It's like it was downloaded in my brain. I knew every word. No, it's not real heavy in dialogue. It's true. true. But I knew every word to that film in order. Just seeing it one time for a good portion of my life. I could just sit down. I could tell you the whole movie. I could just sit there and I'd just go line by line by line. Yeah, it it was so pivotal. So pivotal in my life. It just just stuck with me for all those years. Quick interjection on that. Sure. Um, uh, They're talking about, there's there's words of remake in the. Uh, I say I'm a pure believer. Don't touch that, please don't. It's naughty. Oh, no one. Of, it's impossible. Dragon? Yeah, they're no, gonna try and remake no, it. No, no, no. Recast yeah. Bruce Lee? Are you, you kidding me? Who no they, way. Who would they get? No one. Yeah. You can't. Well, the thing is, for so many, like you know, like how cinematic martial arts has developed over time, and some of the things that they've added to it. I mean, there's just no way to make that. You could. You can't mimic Bruce Lee. You can't. Yes. The, the only thing, and I'm just interjecting real quick. Sure. The only thing, John Jesper. You know, I always do this. Look at it. Yes. Doug just. Shove that Doug mic has in a microphone face. right here. And John, please tell us something. Okay, so I did see the new trailer for the new Quentin Tarantino uh, movie, which has Leonardo yes. DiCaprio. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Right, and there is a scene in there, which is clearly Bruce Lee. It is Bruce taking Lee. on Brad Pitt. Yes. And I just want to add that because Brad Pitt is a stunt double. Uh, and I believe the the story is Bruce Lee's coming off of the Green Hornet set. Yes, and he gets into a scuffle. Yes, and that's all I'll say for Doug. 
Well, that is really cool. And I might have to see that. I, he's, got the, he's got the running I could have sworn, like, it was nuts. Like, the guy that got to play him in that in that looks yes. exactly yeah. like I was like, wow. Yeah. I think there might the be some CG. Yeah. It there was has awesome. to be some. But yeah. anyway, Great. Bruce Lee was so pivotal in my life. And 100% the creation agree. of the heroic. And um, I've never let it go. I've always been a fan. So that's, you know, that's it's it's gonna stick with me till I die yeah I, I agree. couldn't agree more I, we should start a martial arts podcast because <laughs> we, should? We, we are both such fans yeah look at me I'm, I'm joining in yeah, yeah we should we yeah, should yeah let's do it, it. <laughs> uh, yeah you know and I, I always find it fun when I talk to comic book creators to go off somewhere else because they talk about their their work so much on you know so much that they're just oh we gotta talk about Batman detective comics you know, yeah. and so I want to I want to get into like what do you like? You know, what what are your yeah. hobbies? And I know you're into weightlifting, and I'm a competitive weightlifter. Yep, I'm still. A, I started when I was 38, and I'm now 56, and I'm not done. You know, I'm uh, now I'm. The goal is to uh, make it to World Masters up in Montreal this yeah. year because it's not so far from home. So, I, I, I'm hoping to do that. I'm definitely one of the. I mean, best in the United States for my age and weight you know one of the top guys in the world for the same so. that's great that's great you know so when you were down at the arnold uh classic yeah. um was there anybody else in your age group i mean or were they actually younger? at my age <laughs> no. yeah i mean i compete in both masters and open they put you in the same yeah yep. so you could say out of all of the people that competed um i felt maybe just slightly below middle sure middling in wow. terms of um I, I, di I beat probably anyone who is older than me for sure. sure and somewhat younger than me and then some people who are significantly younger than me. Yeah. Well, Which speaking is, about – sorry to interrupt again. Yeah. Speaking about the Arnold Classic, I mean, not only were you competing in weightlifting and that is just something that you have a passion for, but you got to meet one of your idols as well. I mean, oh, absolutely. You never got to meet Bruce Lee, but you got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, oh, that tell, was us, fantastic. tell us about that. Sorry to interrupt um, your story. And, it, you know, and it's too bad JJ's not here bec because he could – he could add some <laughs> details to it. I was planning. He gave okay. us. He gave he us a lot of details. This is this is this is basically what happened. I was. I had two options. I, okay, to compete in the World Masters, I have to put up a total. In other words, between the two lifts, I have to do it competitively, and I have to do it under uh, the option uh, some meat that has drug testing. Yep. It's not. I wasn't drug tested, but the option has to be there. All right. It's just one of the requirements. So I couldn't make it to uh, what's called uh, National Masters because I'm, I'm going to be in Dallas or Orlando. I don't remember which. So I had to pick something that I could make it to, which was the Arnold class, you know, the Arnold, what's called Arnold Sports Festival. Sure. And there we have what's called the, the beginning of what's called the American Open Series, um, which is kind of irrelevant to just explain that, other than the fact that it, it takes place in a few different states over time in the united states and then it culminates in the finals and i just need to total this so it's it begins there you know american open one so jj had been working you know with those guys you know to to prepare for this arnold uh cover you know going through the comics because yep. he's champion grader you know Ar that's that's jj he can great right, absolutely. Comics, like is, is better than anyone uh, and he's the one who says, hey, I, I see that you're going to be there. Um, he says, you want to try to meet Arnold? I'm just like, sure. You, know? yeah, sure. you laugh you it off. Why not? Like, you can like, make it happen. Yeah, yeah. It's one of know? those things you never think you're going to be able to pull off. Yeah. You know? And then every time we, you know, as soon as he says, yeah, yeah, I think you'll be able to meet Arnold, you know, because he was going back and forth with uh, the gentleman who were handling this signing with Arnold. And, um you know, before I knew it, it's like, oh, that's cool. I want to do him a drawing. You know, I, I want to give Arnold something. You know, I was very excited by the idea of just being able to give him something for all these years of inspiration because he was a huge inspiration. Um, and then, of course, then it becomes, you know, I, then JJ gets back to me and says, well, they want to do a print. I was like, I want to do a print. You know, because <laughs> I want to, because I want like, oh to spend. Some, I just finished up Detective. I'm still actually working on Detective 1000. Uh, you know, it's going to be a photo finish. My contribution, and um, then they've given me a, a timeline so they can get the prints done. I'm thinking, I was going to spend like 
five days doing this and now I got like 10 hours to do it. So <laughs> time no, it's totally true. I had, I had just, so I had to sit down one night, at, you know, instead of like relaxing and, you know, just unwind. It, yeah, yeah. Unwinding from finishing detective stuff. And you had to go into overdrive. Yep. Then all of a sudden I have to come up with this concept and, but that's gotta be King a crazy Conan adrenaline and, rush. I mean, you're doing something. Oh, that dude, there's no, a, there's no adrenaline left at that point. <laughs> Just you're empty, just empty, gone. Empty, no, empty. no. Maybe if you had let a bear into my studio, or <laughs> that was I don't know. Thing. Yeah, I was pretty much cooked. But, but I've seen the print. It's it's quite stunning. It's I mean, cool. oh, you got you, so you cool. got you got a uh, uh, Schwarzenegger's likeness in uh, a very narrow well look. enough. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, if you had seen the pencils, it looked more like him actually. Oh sure. Well, there's but a lot of Easter eggs hidden into yeah, inside yeah, of it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. I, you know, I, I I put stuff from the films in there. You know, the different characters who had carried different weapons. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, then the, the the standard of Tulsa Doom that was the two-headed snake and stuff like that. And Are you a Conan fan? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I was a. In fact, uh, when when Marvel was doing, uh, you know, Conan way back in the '70s with Barry Windsor Smith, I was a total fan of the genre because I'd right, also right. been a reader of the books. You know, big Robert E. Howard fan, and and uh, I love that stuff. You know, and I loved the Frazetta posters. I loved everything about it. Well, something I mean, trend. I didn't want to, at that point, like as a kid, like, if, you know, I just fantasized about being a barbarian. Yeah. I, I didn't want a job. I wanted nope. to be a barbarian. Yeah, exactly. And there's something that just transcends with Conan. Like, he's been around for so long, and anybody who's been in comics, whether you've read Batman, Spider-Man, or whatever, I think yeah. everyone who's been into comics at some point has picked a Conan book Oh, up. yeah, or watched over, it. Or, yeah. or watched it. Yeah. He's just... He's a he's just there and he's uh -huh. just part of it and yeah, he's ingrained just, into it. It's, it's just like it's just fun. I mean, it's it's adventure. It's exactly. It's some some dude, you know. As I as a as I would say, yeah. What I really want to do is you know cut a bloody swath through the Hyperborean age. That's mm -hmm. what I always said. You know, when people would say, "Well, what do you want to do with your life?" Like, <laughs> well, what I really wanted to do was you know. Just, so anyway, uh, so it just Wish kept escalating. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So, as JJ probably told you, you know, eventually now we're then Arnold comes and says that he would like to do a panel, you know, and I'm thinking, I'm gonna, Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to do a panel and he's wants to MC it with That's me. Awesome. I'm thinking, how, how much better can this get? Right. You know, this mm -hmm. is a real. And uh, to make a long story short, it all really worked out really well. And you know, all the way down to, um, you know, the tell of the details just takes a while, but I do remember. You know, we finally, we had met Arnold in a photo op, which was really cool in that morning. It was Sunday morning. I'd competed the night before, did just what I needed to do. And, uh, you know, so I'm, uh, everything else is gravy. And by the afternoon, they said, yep, wait for a call and we'll meet down. Then we, you know, we get our call. We meet down at what's called the Conan booth and uh, where they're selling the prints and comics. And um they take us to the theater. You know, the, the mountain shows up, you know, Thor, which is just like the biggest from thing. Game, that, from Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, because oh, Arnold is running a little late. You know, he's. I think he had a, a lunch with the uh, the sponsors. And so we get, they take us to the theater, and, and, you know, we're walking behind Thor, which is, he's just. Mount, I mean, he I mean, literally, he literally like. He's, he's a mountain. Yes, it's like being in front of a, being behind a train. Yeah. It just. <laughs> and people just get out of his way. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't need move. to park. And we're sees. also with some of Arnold's security detail. I think at that point, I'm and I'm walking with Kai Green, who's this, you know, huge bodybuilder, well, but who's getting into absolutely. comic books. He's yeah. he's producing comic books, and we end up at this. You know, I don't even know how we get there. I'm just walking behind these guys, and all of a sudden, I'm in this you entourage. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> stuck behind stage, and it was just by the time. We, our time came to get up on stage, and Arnold. Arnold is just a cool guy. He's he's very easy to talk to and I've heard very that fun. About him, that he's very personable. Very, very. I um, think he's just humbled by everyone's fandom, and he gets it because he was that yeah. when he was younger. He idolized people, well, and he uh, really figured it out. That was something like at the at the. Oh, did you have something? Well, I was going to say the comedian Gabriel Iglesias, you know, yeah. Fluffy. He's yeah, got yeah, a whole yeah. bit about meeting Arnold and. Uh, and it sounds like he was very personal to him too, and so I thought that was yeah. Cool. He, just, he gets it. He he gets the fan thing. Right. He gets right, the right. fandomonium, and he gets the the wanting to uh, meet these stars and be these stars. And I think he just he sacrificed his time because he was that person at one point. Yeah. Well, so. it, at some point they had opened up the floor to some questions. You know, people got to come forth, and, and really, especially two of them, two two gentlemen got up. You know, they're adult males, and 
they were just just didn't have they could barely speak they because hold it together. well no because Arnold means so much to them and I'm thinking I get it you know and I'm used to being on that side I'm you know speaking to an audience all right. that stuff and these guys can barely get out any words just barely they they're just they're choking almost because they're trying to express their gratitude and you know how much of an inspiration he was and he puts them at ease and he says you know uh to the to the uh, people's greatest fear is not dying it's public speaking and he does he makes a great point and he really tries to help them along and they still have a hard time speaking but they do get out their words of gratitude and right. it was very cool very cool to witness and then i you know when it all wrapped up um it was a great experience and i chatted with him a little bit up on stage we took some photos and then went out and talked to some comic book fans and I'm, I think I'm, I'm done at that point, you know. And all of a sudden, uh, Brian Powers, who's, who was part of the, the comic signing, comes running out stage. Says, Where's Doug? Where's Doug? I'm like, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, you want? Know, what do you want? You know, he goes, come now. I'm thinking, whoa. So I, I go running up on stage, and there's some of Arnold's security detail is kind of, the, you know, corridoring us in through these doors. And out into the, there's a little bit of snow. It's really kind of surreal. And there's, you know, like three big SUVs hanging, or four, I think four, maybe four to six. I don't know how many. Anyway, they're, they're just all like sitting out there with the engines running and they go, get in. I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they I'll get in. Away. Yeah, like I have a choice. Take at this me point. anywhere. <laughs> and so they did. They, 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 like they, they drive around back to the Hilton and, and they, you know, they take us in and they take us to this place and that place and, up an elevator and then eventually we had a restaurant and I mean I didn't wasn't planning that this would happen to me it's just very very fun and they put us in a restaurant and Arnold shows up and I get to spend about an hour with him and some of you know his people and um just chatting with him just when you thought it couldn't get any better it does yeah. like that's yeah. just nuts great. you know what a nice guy yeah. seriously wow. If anybody, Crazy. I mean, who knows who does and doesn't get a chance to well, speak to somebody that they admire that much. Absolutely. But it was it was definitely a highlight. I mean, I don't get a chance to geek out that often. No. You know, it's just well, not what I do. I mean, you're you know you're the you're the guy on Batman, right? Yeah. And I'm so, usually the guy so on you, the other end, like talking to people, exactly. or talking to crowds, all these or fans that were stuff. here tonight. This was this was you know a lot. That was that for them, you know, uh, and your last signing too, getting. Not only to have Doug Mankey sign their comic book, but Detective yeah. Comics 1000. You know, yeah, it's a landmark it's issue. Right. So it was, it was really like, like, and I owe it all to JJ, really. If that guy hadn't Aww. done what he had done, oh, he's, I, I don't know what would happen. Come on over, John. <laughs> he knows it. He knows very well. He, he says my work is done. That's yeah. fun. That's fun. Well, this is kind of the culmination of the release. Now it's time for you to hit the cons, isn't it? Yeah, we're doing a few. We just got three that we're going to do. If we do any more, we don't know about it yet. Sure. They're not really in the cards. You know, get back to work. I'm not a guy who goes to shows very often. Yeah. It's just nothing that I I, – I prefer to stay home and work because uh, I, I, I'm always under the gun anyway. I don't like to get behind. So if I take off, work doesn't get done. Yep. But we are going to do first uh, Kansas City, um, Planet Comic Con, and then uh, what? Dallas is about a month later or yeah in May sometime in May and then and then a couple weeks later after that we do Orlando and then back to reality what issue are you coming back to detective on um right now I'm on issue 108 108 and then we cool it I cool it for a couple more issues and I start back with 112 okay or 1012 yeah yeah well that's cool and then I'll do a storyline then and you know people have asked you know how can how can it work this way, you know? So, yeah, need a but, break. But, hey, these are double ships, and there's just no way for no. one artist even to come close to you doing it dead. all. You would be dead. There's yeah. just no and, way. And there, and there was just an article that I don't think that you saw that Pete Tomasi uh, was talking about the Arkham Knight and was talking about it's not Jason Todd underneath there. So he's Really? It's he's not? not. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Spoiler. Well, there's people that think it is. But the, the other part, too, that he said was that Doug just broke a DC record for seven consecutive. Right. By week, if I write by weekly issues. So what yeah. what they have to do is they have to take breaks in order to get these things done. So yeah, Doug's not off detective. It's no, just no, he has to get his well, break in order to get his pages ready. Nine ninety four right? through one thousand. I mean that's a 
that's a good run for one artist in double shipment. Yep. You know, you know how I would be like in the best place ever if it was a monthly. Right. Yeah. You know, Jaime, my my inker would we'd just be sitting around just going, well, <laughs> what do you want to do next? We got man? like issues piled up for miles. Let's take a and break. We just watch those <laughs> things just fall like dominoes. Doom, 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 doom. It's 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 a difficult kind of book to work on when it comes to that and and making sure that you don't stress the shit out of yourself when doing a storyline um was that dc's decision to get 1000 out early earlier are they going to slow it down now or are they going to continue no we're going to keep with the double ship i mean it's it's a it's been that way for a long time i mean there's i don't know how much longer but if they're not pulling the plug now that means it's still working yeah and uh, I, I do know that they stopped double shipping a bunch of books. I mean, for a while we double shipped right. everything. Almost every DC book was. So I don't even know constant. what is double ship at this point. Honestly, Batman is pretty much the one that does get it, and then yeah, Superman. Every week, every week it's a Batman, whether it's Detective or the Batman Regular series. Batman. So if you're a big Bat fan, man, you're you're plunking down those. I I'm spending a lot like of money every yeah. week. Your months are filled with Batmans and Supermans because every week there's a Batman or a Superman. Well, I only read Batman from DC and I only read Spider-Man from Marvel. Otherwise, everything else of mine is Independence. Yeah. So, yeah. but that that takes up a lot of my chunk because there's so many titles from each character. Tons. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could see that be, uh, I won't say a problem, but... No, it's yeah. not a problem. I, I actually like it, so... It's I don't lot, have a problem. You a lot have a of problem. Materi- <laughs> a lot of material coming your way, though, I suppose, you yes. know, especially... I don't know, when I was a kid, you know, waiting a month was, you it, know, very exciting. Well, when I yeah, and when I was a kid, I could only afford one comic book, and it was Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so mm-hmm. having making sure that I had that $1.50 what it, was what it yeah. cost then. On the day it came out was important, you know, but... Yeah, I... Um, well, I was I was the raider of the dime box and, mm-hmm, and, the, mm-hmm. and the fifteen cent box, whatever we had. So my friend and I, a guy named Gerald Hill, we were just these we were these two comic collecting you know nutcases in the in the grade school, and you know we this is living in Prairie Village. We'd peddle this place called um, the Hobbit House, and the guy really didn't specialize in comics. I, I don't even think way, he I don't even House. think he liked comics Hobbit for that matter. Really. He was more into you know his fantasy novels or whatever you know we'd go there and you'd always sit there reading a book but man we would i don't know i was the athlete but somehow gerald always beat me there by a a bike length or something so he was (laughs) he was able to get into the box you know that and pick out the best stuff he's that much sooner than yeah he just he just could just do it man when it came to getting to the comics he just had that much more savoir faire than i did (laughs) that's awesome yeah anyway so what uh yeah what uh, you got Kansas City tomorrow? Yeah, you're gonna be there all weekend and then coming back home. And there, you're heading straight to another con, or no, we'll go back home for a little bit. And actually, we're gonna we'll road trip it down to Dallas when yeah. we go, and and but Orlando a little too far. John's been <laughs> trying to convince me to go down to Kansas City because yeah. I've got a big rolling living room outside my big blue creeper van, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so um, the the only hold up is my wife because you know we've got a lot of lot of bills right now and i'm like uh, i'll just go down there i'll sleep in the van honey it'll be fine i just had a baby too i mean let's not oh yeah yeah that'll (laughs) she's she's seven she's seven months so so uh yeah being at home is important so i'm still trying to work it out if i can head down myself (laughs) if you're serious i'll do it (laughs) i don't care (laughs) that's i own like 20 percent of this (laughs) 20% of this uh, So, um, that's, well, the funny thing is about that, I gave you a call, and I, I uh, said, John, hey, are you, would you be interested in sponsoring the podcast? And then we had this really great, lengthy conversation about um, um, doing this, right? Yeah. Uh, meet and greets, you know, that that's going to be much more beneficial to getting um, listeners. And uh, so, that was, that was about your, that was about your, so now he claims he owns... One percent of the podcast. One well, percent. Podcast to about twelve percent. Well, you know this this <laughs> podcast is not in the black. I I understand I, that. I, I will be eventually, and I am going. I mean, I have little. I have a chart. Actually, I have stock certificates of each percentage that I own now. So just so you know, the only money that. coming in is from Dave from Rainbow. He paid for our hosting for the year. Um, and yeah, so, G, uh, you so, know, I don't, I don't pay for anything. No, no. 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 So I mean, you know, I just give you an idea. You guys roll with it. I sell uh, you the stuff too. I know you don't pay for nothing. Yeah. See? 
<laughs> oh, so, that's so bad. But no, um, no, no the, you got you guys. You know, I say it all the time. I mean, I think that you guys have a knack for for doing this and bringing a fresh uh, uh, way. You know, I, I watch the way that you guys are interviewing Doug right now, and right. you know, you're getting him to talk about things he enjoys and things he loves. And and I think that that's where you, you know the knack that you guys have is to let people talk about their things and let them go in their directions because. Like yeah. I said before, when you talk to someone like Doug, um, he's got stories for days, man. Right, right. I mean, so. Well, well, we like my... to deconstruct it. You know what I mean? We just talked to last week John Lees from uh, from Glasgow. From, from Sync. From Sync. Yeah, Sync. which I love that amazing. book. Amazing. He was so much fun. It was and, a lot of fun. That'll be man, up this weekend. Uh, Good. It was like winding up. Uh, toy, like he. Oh my God, he. Stop. He just gush, gush, gush. Yeah, we gush. were sitting at. We were there sitting at. We wouldn't ask him questions for twenty minute intervals. He would just go. Right. We, we were so sitting at. We were sitting at JP's kitchen table, and I'm just kind of playing with his cat on the floor, and <laughs> I was kind of waving at JP's wife, and then and then yeah, and and John so John Lee's is just which is great. I'm not. I'm but not but that's one of the things that we talked about too. You and I did. I know after our our talk, and yeah. we made sure that JP wasn't around when we talked. <laughs> Yeah. But um, <laughs> I wish you people could see the faces when we say these things. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, um, part of what I said was, you know, you guys give a vocal uh, outlet for people that maybe just don't have that ability to tell right. their story the way they want to tell it. Yeah. A lot of times these interviews are, you know, these are the questions. These are what I'm going to answer. I mean, yep. how many people? I'm just being totally honest, but how many podcasts are going to get Doug Mankey talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Lee? And then going to the Hobbit Hobbit Hole. (laughs) hole. Isn't that what it was? Hobbit House. Close enough. enough. I said Hobbit Hole. But I just trademarked it. See, that was a good idea right there. Well, here's my feeling on it. I talk comic books with so many people, and, and I love comic books, but frankly, I get bored of talking about it and so when i get to meet a creator i just want to talk about them them as a person not 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 because i want to become friends with everybody i don't necessarily want to go okay how did you come up with this perfect design for the arkham knight you know i mean right i mean that's important those are cool cool things but but you're also one of 1,000 people who've asked that I question. Know. Right, right, right. It's more interesting at the end of the day to find out what makes the person tick yeah. and to sit around. I mean, Doug and I have sat up till the sun has started oh, to rise. It might be tonight. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> we're getting a little older. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, that's part of what makes it so cool is like, you know, you can see – someone like Doug and you can see how well he draws and that's a talent that he has and obviously he's mastered it and in my opinion he's getting better um, if that's you know if you can believe that there's a, <laughs> there's a difference from the the uh, the man who laughs versus what he's doing now C- certainly yeah. yeah and I yeah I, I mean I'll work in a I'll work in a variety of styles right I mean yep. in things just every once in a while occur to me to do something different right. or you know like with uh, when I started working with Jaime just took a particular tact, you know, yep. a little different than what I do with Christian and just to see what I can get away with and just try something different. Right. And uh, if, if I if I look at my career, like where I started and what I did, let's, you know, like uh, the stuff I do with Dark Horse is actually has a lot of variety in it. And then it moves into DC, which actually has a lot of variety in it. Right. Um, I think in... Wow, what are you doing, dude? Changing it up every few years, but yeah, I, I can't help it. You know, it just depends on what what the project is. Yeah, well, that keeps it fresh for you as an artist. I mean, and, and yeah, you it, could say there's that, a lot definitely. of artists out there that do kind of the cookie cutter thing, and they just they get their sketch done. Here's your Batman. Here's your Harley. Here's this thing, yeah. and you can kind of it's like a tattoo sheet. You know, like I'd like the Flash page, please. I have <laughs> I have true. I have but. two people that I I used to work in radio when I was uh, yeah. first out of high school. And I have two people that kind of taught me how to do interviews like I do. You um, know, you know, real quick, I want to interrupt sure. you, but, you know, I really think you have a voice or a, a face for radio. I do. I do. It's, I wanted to use that line today. I love that line. And, no, Tyler's it very handsome. Funny. I'm just kidding. Okay, here uh, we. So Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray, he was one of my first interviews, right, on the radio. Yep. And he said, he even told me, I don't want to answer these questions, man. What do you, what do you like? What do you, what do you want to eat after this? What are we going to do? You know? And I was like, Wow. He doesn't even want to talk about his music. He yeah. just wants to 
what's my favorite food? And then Lisa Loeb, the musician, she was yeah. the, she was the second one. You know Lisa. And I had, you know her personally? Personally, baby. I had the hugest crush on her, and I thought for sure that, because I had heard she wasn't dating anyone, and I was going to ask her out during this interview, and we were going to go here. She showed up with her boyfriend that she had just started dating <laughs> to this radio interview. Anyway, uh, I, my wife. Best laid plans, man. My wife laughed so hard when I told her this, because I've been going around for days telling people, I'm going to ask Lisa Loeb out, we're going to go out, we're gonna, she's going to love me, it's going to be awesome. We're going to hit it off. Yeah, I'm gonna be Mr. Loeb. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> so we saw we were watching her one night and uh, on a video of some kind. I'm like, yeah, I, I talked to her before. My wife's like, what? Because we had, we didn't know each other then. So I told her this story. I was so positive Lisa was gonna want to go out with me, and it just when she walked in with the guy, I was like, all of my all of my uh, coworkers were patting me on the back, going, sorry, dude. All the strength was drained from your body. Yes. Sorry, Pam. Yeah. So since then, I'm just like, you know what? I just want to talk. I don't really, I just. <laughs> <laughs> Is it coming through? Um, as I'm drawing while we're talking, what was this one going to be? Talent. Talent. <laughs> you get, is that, is that, is that a, a decent one for you or is that? Thank you. That's so nice. It's beautiful. Um, you say. <laughs> This is the greatest episode ever. Just so you know, that's John. That's John Jesperson singing Lisa Loeb. Wait a second. 1994. Yep. Yep. Because this was in 98 when I I interviewed her, so. That's awesome. It was fun. Yeah, Mark McGrath, he was really cool. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate Sugar Ray music or or whatever. But at the time, this, you know, that was mid-90s, too, at the height of their career and it was a blast. they were big man yeah they, they, they really were and he's obviously transformed his career now he's doing all kinds of like tv shows yep. and, and yep. stuff like that so and he was great of... he invited uh, my co-host and i to um because he was doing a concert that night yeah in winona minnesota where i went to school and he invited us to um open the show for him introduce them kind of thing oh that's and cool. his he was really cool but his handlers were horrible they they were like I hate I hate handlers. They were handlers like they were telling me you're my handler. <laughs> they were they would say okay how long are you gonna take on stage? I said two minutes. And they said exactly two minutes. And I said right. I said right right around there. And like no, we need to know exactly so we know when to send the guys on. Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> well, I said, well a, I'm a gonna, lot of they didn't they didn't like it that I said I was just gonna ad lib. <laughs> right, but a lot of ad-libs. a lot of that too though is I mean like look. Doug knows that I've dealt with that a lot in the past. And obviously, you know, people, are you his agent? Are you his, you know, we joked about it. Yeah. Are you his handler? Are you yep. his whatever? Um, no, I'm, I his work buddy. with You're Doug. His yeah, but, you know, I work with him. But I always say, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the humorous part about all of this is realistically, whenever you're trying to coordinate talent and talent. Yeah. It's the people in the in between that cause the issues. It is. Like they're the ones that are micromanaging things that don't need to be micromanaged. It's just like with this Arnold thing, it, it took you how long to get through all of the red tape? Well, there was tape. a lot of cha- there was a lot of channels and there was a lot of stuff. I mean, it worked out really well. But at the end of the day, when you get down to it, Arnold's people were uh, beyond wonderful. I have to say that. I mean, they were Noah. Shout out to Noah. Um, Arnold was fantastic. His entire, his chief of staff, everyone on their team was absolutely wonderful. And at the end of the day, what we needed to get was the talent with the talent. Right. Right. And the rest of us in between were just dudes. Yep. Okay. So it's, you know, that's, that's like what it is. Does your friend want to get bro together dude. with my friend? Bro, dude. <laughs> bro, dude. Bro, dude. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, I mean, you know, it's like Lisa Loeb. I mean, you yep. know, the boyfriend was, was blocking you, you yeah. know? And so, <laughs> I, I don't even Tony know. They probably married now. I don't know. Um, Who knows? I don't know. By the way, it was uh, her glasses I'm, that got me. You're man. speaking about. Oh, maybe she tells a story in her quiet moments. It says, yep. "Guy just got away this, from me." Yep, yep. <laughs> I couldn't radio shake. Guy. I couldn't shake the other guy. I mean, he. You know. <laughs> I'll always think about that. Let's radio give guy. a shout out to Avril Lavigne, who is back out now. Okay, and she, she, and, she, and she's got. Hey, she's not just a skater boy song no, singer anymore. She said, no. "See you later, boy." <laughs> Sorry, you know she has I, got a great 
new album out, so I would tell anybody. Uh, should, I, should I listen to it? I mean, I, I didn't really like the it's not, angsty No, it's not angsty. Thing. It's not angsty. Because I don't know if you guys knew this, but I think she had, like, Lyme disease for several, several years. And no, was, I didn't know She that. was out of commission for a long time. And then she came up with this uh, new album, which is much more mature, but the songs are actually really good. good? How do I know this? Because my wife plays it all the time. Well, so. Are we I like, Google AdWords for this? Like, I, <laughs> no, I don't know. I think Facebook is going to start pumping up stuff where Do we just say really, random do you things? Buy Avril Lavigne's album? Oh, that's yeah. what's gonna happen? It's like my wife; she buys compression socks for running, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden on my phone, there's compression sock like ads Tommy all the time. John's. I'm yep. like, how does this work? Yeah, I buy a lot it's of. An algorithm. I bro. buy a lot oh, of yeah. Under Armour compression shorts for yeah. doing taekwondo and stuff. And my wife says the same thing: all this Under Armour ads pop up for her. But it's weird how it'll do it, you know, yeah. on the other phone and stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. Should we talk about Lyme disease? <laughs> Yeah, what else? Do you have a story about what Lyme disease? What other sidetrack oh, yeah. can yeah, we go I on? Like, I live in like Lyme disease central. My entire, all my kids have had it. By the way, I, I have good, I have good stories for you. And too. you know what? They're working on a vaccine. It's a French company right now. They they think they're fast tracking it, and hopefully we will have a new, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, vaccine? Sure. Yeah, yeah. By 2020 for Lyme hopefully. disease. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, years ago they had a vaccine and there were some issues with it, but there were so few people that had that Lyme disease. It. Well, now it's it's across the world, and there's a lot more people wanting a solution to this problem. So Yeah. Well, that's that's crazy. We did talk about Lyme disease. I thought you well, were kidding. Well, and what's even, what's even more interesting than that is the fact that when Doug and I are on the phone, there are often times where he's like, JJ, JJ, I got to go. I got to go. He gets off the phone. <laughs> and then I immediately will turn to my wife and I'm like, Looks like someone's going to the hospital. Oh gosh! <laughs> because Doug's got seven. Yes, I do. Seven I children. I've got four, and that's a okay. Yeah, four's quite a bit. But, yeah, but you cats. know what it is. You know what I say. You know, you only have so many hours in the day. Four, seven, one. Yeah. The our, time. Your time is still our oldest spent is doing 15 something. Fifteen, and the youngest is seven months. So, um, You're busy man. I love it. I, you know, my Speak wife. for yourself. My wife, she. <laughs> no, just kidding. I she, love it too. My wife, she, she said, uh, no, we are done. We were, I'm like, really? Well, let's not decide for sure. <laughs> and she said, no, we're done. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, let's throw the baby out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we had, to, we had to try for a girl because we have three teenage boys, and that they adore their sister. So That is so cute. She is the cutest she, she, thing ever outside of her mom and i she only likes jp so that's funny yeah it is really funny i seriously babysit bring him bring her over okay i will because because yeah. we're always you know going grocery shopping and whatever over here in sioux falls we've yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dang it i keep screwing up i'm totally leaving it in john as we're doing this doug <laughs> is doug doug has drawn a talon, talon. from court of the owls he's we drawn an arkham knight arkham. <gasps> unmasked no, I'm kidding, everybody. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's go back to that Jason Todd thing. I'm glad it's not Jason Todd because it was already. Pete says it's not Jason. No, exactly. I thought, Pete, Pete I thought did. You just... Pete did. Yeah, Pete. Pete. Uh, on... Yeah, there's an article on uh, Heidi McDonald's uh, the comic speed, and he does a lengthy interview on there where he breaks down um, all the issues and who's doing them. Um, he talks about Doug's return and how excited he is for that, and then. He does say that I know everybody wants it to be Jason Todd. I'm just telling you it's not. Okay. And so, so straight I don't from, want it to be. Straight from Peter Tomasi's mouth, it is not Jason Todd. It is we've, not, we've it is not it Jason Todd. I don't, I don't want it to be. I think the Arkham Knight is bigger than Jason Todd. I love Jason Todd. I'm a Todd guy. You're a Todd guy. Yes, I'm I am. A Todd guy. Uh, he is a Todd guy. We're all Todd. Well, let's just change our names to Todd. Uh, Todd. Todd Chrisley? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no, we're talking Jason Todd. Hey, yes, so, okay. But so, but but the it was Arkham already. Knight is bigger than Jason Todd. I think it's the the idea of it. And I, yeah, I'm glad to see it shift. It was um, already revealed in the game, so it would be kind of a letdown to keep it that way in the comic book. You yeah, know, for no fans. Reason. Well, the, the 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 Red Hood already has. You know, Jason Todd's already got. I think a semi, at least semi successful uh, identity in comic uh, right yeah. now. That's going on, and you know that was part of Doug was part of that too remember under the red hood yes um Love when they book. brought yeah when they brought jason todd back and so he's kind of right he, he was there the epicenter and i think that you know you, you've already got that character in a set place doing his own thing now you know to me again i don't know anything to me it just seems like the perfect jumping on point to either create a new character or putting an existing character in there that's maybe a minor character i don't know but when you read this book the way that that story is told is 
showing you that Batman is not a hero. Yeah. You read that story, and I'm sure you did too, JP. I mean, you yes. read the words that Pete put down, and you see the pictures that, that, that Doug drew in there, you know, just gorgeous all the way around. But when you see all of that, you really do kind of get it. I mean, yeah, we understand. But when you're reading it, you're seeing, like, I love that last page when it's like, say it, say it again, say it faster. Bad man, bad man, bad man, bad man. And I'm like, that's really cool at the end of the day. So 100%. how this person perceives uh, um, Batman is kind of cool, and I think it's going to be a fun thing. And I know Brad Walker's working on that for about five issues. So I think it'll be cool. Oh, we were going to do like a dialogue for one of these, weren't we? Oh, do we need two microphones? Okay. Oh, wait, am I doing it or are you, you doing start it? Because it's okay. your idea. All right. Do I, to, do I have to do I don't know what the Arkham Knight sounds like. I don't know. All right, here we go. I have seen him. No, you just do the whole Oh, okay. Page by page. I have seen him close, as close as holding your own hand to your face. And I have seen him from afar, through the eyes of others. Stories told in whispers. Stories told in confidence. Stories told in secret places. Shared perspectives with one pure common belief. That the Batman is a creature of the night who preys on the weak and the broken. The broken who lash out and beg for help the only way they know how. Through their smiles, through their laughter, through a fixed grin. <laughs> set laugh, below dude. set below the sad and mournful eyes of a clown. I'll take over from here. The Batman of my story is a cancer. A cancer that has metastasized and darkened Gotham City. It's grown so dark that even the ones who live and hide and fear below us aren't free from his fury. He has no respect for the different or the strange, only a respect for control and adhering to his rules. To Batman, the deviants deserve to be swallowed by the shadows if Gotham's citizenry is to thrive and prosper. The Batman has no sense of empathy, only a misguided sense of purpose. Batman is blind to the world around him, blind to desperate men and women with desperate loves, unwilling to bend, unwilling to perceive that a void needs to be filled. The Batman doesn't offer hope, only a world of hopelessness. High and low, doesn't matter where, the Batman is a purveyor of pain. He leaps without looking. His breath... <laughs> His brashness and bravado needlessly putting innocence in danger. Always certain his methods will triumph in the end. The Batman feeds on an unending cycle of recidivism. Even friends with chemical dependencies are not immune to his rage. How dare he. There are many stories about the Batman's rage traveling across the world. Whispers about long-forgotten pits hidden in the windswept deserts and ice-covered mountains. Magical pits imbued with unknown energy. Pits of liquid that grant eternal life. Are the tales true that he fought the demon's head and his daughter to immerse himself in one of these pits? It would explain his body's ability to withstand the grueling punishment he's exposed it to over the years. Is the Batman immortal or is he only human? I intend to find out. But one thing is certain. The Batman's assault on petty crimes is aggressive and excessive. No matter the gender, there is no bias. He believes in equal opportunity incarceration. Yet from what I've seen and heard, he seems to thrive on being the center of attention. It's quite possibly could be a strategic move. I tend to think otherwise. Then there are moments when even I must admit that brutality must be met with brutality when faced with the unrelenting mind and body of someone hell-bent on the destruction of a city and its people. Only a wrath of divergent darkness proved to be the crucial solution, a distinctive wrath that only the Batman could possess. Batman is delusional, enough to think his reign in the shadows of Gotham had no precedent, and that all there was to know about his city he already knew, till a twisted and warped history he could never have dreamed of came screaming out of the darkness, across the generations, looking for a fight. And then there's Batman's most grievous, grievous sin of all, building a family in his name, in his shadow, with short words and powerful deeds. 
that have altered the course of youthful lives and minds forever. Encouragement, guidance, inspiration, influence, purpose, duty, effect, effect, impact, protect, serve, avenge, revenge, nature, nurture, kill. In the end, Batman is at the head of the master class with one overarching theme, that pain used diligently can serve a purpose. And as much as I hate to admit it, there is a difference between righteous pain and wicked pain that resounds in breaking bones and popping tendons, of bitten tongues and stifled screams, from twisted souls crying to be heard, only to be lost in a cacophony of abuse and terror, where violence is always a means to an end. Batman, say it fast, really fast, as fast as you can, over and over. So what do you hear? Batman, 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 to me, now and forever, one in the same. The people of Gotham City deserve better than a dark night. They will experience the hand of a fair and true servant at work, and they will bear witness to the Arkham Knight finally delivering justice to the Batman. DC Comics proudly presents the 1,000th issue of Detective Comics Medieval. Peter J. Tomasi, story and words, Doug Mankey, penciler, Jaime Mendoza and Doug Mankey, inkers, David Barron, colorist, and Rob Lee, letterer. To be continued in Detective Comics 1,001. I don't think we can... Top that. Top that. That That's was the new Batman <laughs> one, one or Detective Comics one thousand story read by John Jesperson and Doug Mankey. That was that was awesome. All I have to say is I was just sitting there Darcy, imagining you were, Darcy, what. You were hold on, up. hold on, hold on. I was imagining myself being three years God. old, and and you, uh, Doug, as if you were my father reading that to me. And just how it would be like, I'm both terrified, <laughs> and this is awesome. That was yeah. It was but good. mostly, I'm just so uh, slightly terrified because that fun. voice was amazing. It was exactly how the Ark of Night should sound. Um, so I'm going to go on record and say that the Ark of Night is Azrael. I'm going to go on record sword, and right? say that the Ark of Night is Doug Mankey. No, like for real. <laughs> for real. Who's, who's, your, who's your real guess? Honestly, I hope it's a, some, somebody new. I, I, don't, I hope it's somebody that we've not really seen before. I think it's time that we see some new it's flavor. It's probably Hush because he's always been anti-Bruce Wayne, anti-Batman. You know, it could be. It'd be nice to just see someone. I think this Arkham Knight thing is going to be more of a moniker, and I think we're actually going to see it's going to be a little bit of Court of Owls kind of thing. I don't think there's just going to be one. I think there's going to be multiple. Ooh, good point. I think it's, so that, like way, I said, that way it could still work with the video game. Jason Todd was one of. Yeah. I mean, Arkham. Yeah, you better give one of them a microphone. Arkham Knights of the Round Table kind of thing, you know? I think it's Bucky. <laughs> Damn you, Bucky! And, and, I don't have a guess on this one, really, honestly. But I you would say, know. Ralph Snart. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. It's the elongated man. Yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I do think that. Uh, Is it hard to not spoil stuff when you when you know what's going on? No, because they would kick me to the curb if I did. You would yeah. lose all. You would lose everything. Yeah. Nah, you just can't do it. No. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it'd be wrong. It'd it's be not wrong. worth it. Right. No, and and I mean, yeah. It's fun to have a secret. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but I would say also uh, seeing Brad Walker's covers for even one thousand one. There's an Arkham Knight, and everyone's focusing on the Arkham Knight in the middle. And I've talked to JP about this, and then everyone's focusing on Batman, but they're not focusing on that there are other characters behind the Arkham Knight that right. are also dressed. So I understand where you're going with that, JP, on your possibilities and your thoughts. I like the moniker. Like yeah. the, it's an it's 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 the deconstructed Batman started as an ideal, an idea. Yeah. And then I think this Arkham Knight is trying to use that against him. But, but even when other people have been Batman, like I said, Azrael or even um <coughs> excuse me, Robin at one point, um people could tell it wasn't the same guy, you know. And I think I think that might happen with the Arkham Knight where it's like they're going to be able to tell that's not I have you know two guesses I have two guesses so I mean and I'm dead serious on these I I think it's either Joe Chill nice uh or Martha Wayne and <laughs> <laughs> 
That's where I'm. I mean, you've been a bad boy, oh, Bruce. Oh, Doug is. I'm really Doug sorry. Is rolling cool. his eyes. I know he is. He's Those looking in the opposite direction. No, I mean, at this point, they've got as good a shot as anybody. That's so. true. That's true. Thomas Wayne's around lately, so we yeah. might as well. Who knows? No, it's bad cow. <laughs> bad cow. <laughs> Honestly, One of the greatest creations ever. read the book to find out more. Uh, pick up Detective 1000 at uh, your local shop. Come on down to Rainbow Comics, uh, 3310 South Minnesota Avenue. Beautiful Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 1501 Pine Lake Road, Suite 17 in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. You can pick that up and continue the story with 1001. Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun ride with this Arkham Knight character. This has been awesome. You know, we just sat down for a quick five-minute chat because I know and here we you're are. busy and we rocked out a whole episode. That We're good. Great. We're good for months. Doug, thank you so much. Uh, I really like to appreciate thank you for appreciate thank your you. time. Um, hopefully, we'll speak to you again soon. I'm sure we will. Uh, but this was a blast. So, um, oh, for sure. This is your moment to shine, though. Thirty seconds of fame. Uh, tell everybody one more time who you are, where they can find you, and what you got going on uh, in your life. Um, Thirty seconds. This is Doug <laughs> Mankey, uh, uh working on Detective Comics for DC. Um, continuing on with issue. 1008 and then jumping to 1012 and beyond that's it beautiful oh instagram yes please instagram shameless plug uh the doug mankey uh however you can also find me somewhere near john jesperson (laughs) i think they know it now jj's comics and art yeah Yeah. Yeah. you own 75 percent of this podcast now so what holy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that jumped. Well, our, wow, our stock shares just fired. jumped. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bitcoin. Sell now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because as far as this podcast goes, we've both had input in everything. You came up with the name. Um, I'm a name. I'm a name. Bro. Yeah. You know, I'm a name guy. Yeah. I was just like, what do you want to call Snappy. it? Okay, good. And that was it. Uh, quick story and then we'll leave. Uh, Smash and Grab actually was um, something that I toiled around with for about a decade. Um I always wanted to do something in terms of like a channel, like a YouTube thing, yeah. or a podcast thing, or something. Yeah. And I always wanted to do like smash and grab games, smash and grab books, smash and grab something. Yeah. And then when you approached me to do a podcast, I'm like, I already got a name, dude. It's been yep. floating around in my head for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now, you know, the publishing side of it, when, when I published it, you know, as far as. And I did my uh, research. Nobody has it. Smash and grab media is the overarching publishing name that we use and i don't know if you knew that but. and yeah no no one no one used it and that was another thing it's like no one had it but that's great yeah it's a nice little it's quick but uh anyway thanks again i love it yeah yeah so it's been year three now we're we're just finishing up year three of this so damn anyway let's oh, get going everybody yes. wants to go home thanks again doug this has been smash or grab i've been jp for I'm, tyler i'm always tyler yes we'll see ya. see ya